0: Now that's just a simple illustration to point out that we all know what temptation is. It doesn't matter that he's 9 and 11. You could have had a 7-year-old get up here and explain to you what temptation is. And that's what we're going to look at today, facing temptations, that everybody faces temptations. And that we we have ways to combat temptation. And that we can actually overcome and we can win when we're being tempted. So if you want to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 4, we're going to look at Jesus being tempted by the devil in uh, the wilderness. Luke 4, we're going to start with verses 1 and 2. We're just going to see, first of all, that everybody is tempted. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of those days he was very hungry. Uh, Luke says where he was tempted for 40 days, Matthew makes it sound like he went through 40 days, and at the end, he was tempted. Take your pick on what's right, but we all understand temptation, that there's a specific time. Now, God, when he had allowed Jesus to be taken into the desert to be tempted, he wasn't trying to set Jesus up. He didn't say, hey, Satan, I I got a favor to ask of you. I need you, you know, Jesus, my son's in the desert, and I need to see if he's going to prove himself. I'm going to see if he's going to be able to withstand this to see if he can actually bear what i'm going to ask him to do on the cross he didn't set jesus up but he allowed him to go to be tempted so he could prove that jesus would not be tempted now when you look at temptation there's two different sides of temptation i heard uh one time on the radio or written a book it's like two two sides of the same coin you have one side where it's it's the satan kind of temptation where he's he was tempting Jesus to try to get Jesus to fail. I want Jesus to sin. I want him to screw up whatever he's trying to do to live this perfect life so that all of mankind is lost and God has lost. His goal was to make Jesus fail. That's, the, that's the somebody who says, oh, you're on a diet? Oh, here. Look, here's some chocolate cake. Oh, you're not supposed to speed? My car is really fast. I bet my car is faster than yours. I want you to fail. But then you also have the the other side of the coin, which was the God side of the coin, which was God was allowing him to be tempted to prove Jesus. It proved to all all of mankind that Jesus wasn't going to sin. Now, Now, picture the automakers who make these cars and they put it on TV on a commercial and they drive this car 30 miles down the road and they crash it into a wall. Why are they doing that? They're proving to you that if you get in a wreck in their car, you're going to be okay. Taking a test at school, and I know nobody likes tests. Your teacher doesn't give you a test to make you flunk. Their goal is not to make you fail. Their t- goal is to prove to you what you know, that you actually do know this. Uh, an illustration is a, this, there's this big uh, train bridge that got washed out by all this water, and immediately the crew got back to putting this back up. And it, people watched for days as this was built, and then the, the builder said, we're going to stake two Two uh, train engines right in the middle, and we're going to load them down, like double their capacity, and we're going to tie that horn down and so that everybody comes. And one of the guys says, what are you doing? Are you, are you trying to break the bridge? He says, no, I'm proving to you that this bridge is not going to break. And that's the kind of temptation Jesus is facing. It's a facing the temptation to prove to Jesus or to prove to everybody else about Jesus that he is not going to break And we know it's this kind of temptation because if you're familiar with the book of James, it says God cannot be tempted by evil and nor does he tempt anyone. That includes his own son, Jesus. He wasn't going to put him there to try to make him fail, but to prove him. Now, when you picture the story of Jesus out in the wilderness, you have the flannel graphs and you have uh, the, the little flip books or anything like that. You picture like a desert and you have, you have Jesus sitting on a rock, and it's a nice sunny day, and he's just kind of sitting around just waiting to, to be tempted, you know, trying to get through his time. But the kind of area where he was tempted was, it was a wasteland. It was desolate. It was the kind of place where people didn't even go. I mean, dry bones kind of place. Like, it's the cactus, it's dark, It's just it just feels depressing. And Jesus is there, and he's going to be there for 40 days. And it says... Uh, When Jesus was tempted, uh, the commentaries, they point out that he was tempted in three specific ways. Physically, psychologically, and spiritually. Now, the first way he was tempted was by bread. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Very simple. You probably already knew that. And when you picture rocks, you probably picture rocks out in the driveway or out on the farm. It's odd shape, but... Uh, the rocks were more of a limestone, which were more the shape of a little loaf of bread. And so I bet Jesus is sitting there. He can already picture this loaf of bread. I could turn that into bread. And I could eat that because it already gives me that image of it being bread. And really, what's, what's wrong with that? Has anybody ever read in your Bible, Thou shalt not turn stone into bread? Has anybody ever come across those words? I, I've never come across those. Jesus was fasting. That means he was going without eating. And he went 40 days without eating. I I fasted for a day at a time, and that's hard enough. I can't imagine going 40 days without fasting. But if he would have turned what doesn't look like a sin, if he would have turned this little loaf of bread or rock into a bread, he would have been disobeying what God wanted. He was supposed to be fasting, but he was facing a real temptation. He was hungry. I'm sure his stomach was growling. I'm sure... He was just thinking, man, I just, how long do I have left before this finally ends? And that's what the devil does at times is if when we're facing the biggest temptation of our life, and he doesn't tempt me. I mean, he wasn't tempting Jesus with, Hey, let's go, let's go rob a bank, you know, because that has nothing to do with, with the situation Jesus is in. He says, Jesus, you're hungry. I'm going to tempt you with food. The second temptation Verses 5 and 6 and 7, it says, The devil led him up on a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me. And I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, all this will be yours. Now, it seems kind of funny that that would be a temptation to Jesus. But if you think about what does Jesus have to look forward to? He's got he's looking forward to three years of dealing with people. And he's trying to convince these people that hey, I am the Savior. I have come to be the Savior. And at the end of that, how is Jesus going to die? It's not going to be like a nice little departure. He's going to be up on a cross. Everybody's going to desert him. And they're going to say, If you really are God, why don't you get down here and prove it? And he's going to be up there and he's just going to die. And just the devil's tempting him, hey, let's skip all that. Let's, let's go the easy route. You just worship me, and I'll make sure everybody follows you. It'd be a very tempting offer. The third temptation is to even just to prove that you're willing to trust God's word, that he, that he was willing to trust God's word. It says, The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on a, the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. So here he's quoting scripture. He will command his angel concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up on, up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against your stone. Now, how, what's the best way to prove to the devil that Jesus believes God's scripture? Say, okay, I'll prove it. I'll jump off this cliff and God will protect me just like he said he would. And, you know, it seems like kind of a funny thing that you would use God's word to tempt people. But I, I could do the same thing with you guys. And I've heard it done to me. I've heard where uh, people say, it's okay to tell a little white lie or it's okay to cheat on the test this time. Because guess what First John 1, 9 says? If you confess your sins, he's going to forgive you. And that could be a temptation. I, I can give into cheating on this test this time because I know God will forgive me. I can, anything you can think of, God will forgive you. So you can fall into the same trap of, I'm going to trust God's word because he says he will forgive you. Now, when he took him up to the temple, it's, uh, it was 400 feet or 450 feet up in the air. So for, for back then, that's really, that's really high, right? Because if you've been in an airplane, you look out the window and it doesn't really seem, I mean, it's, it's really, really far and it's way more than 450 feet. But for them, it was, it was like a new height. It was kind of a dizzy, it made people dizzy, and the reason it was 450 feet was you'd stand at the top of the temple, and then there's this great big drop-off. It the, from the top of the temple all the way to the bottom, people were 450 feet. And, it just, and that's where Jesus is at when he's looking at all this. Jesus was facing temptation. Everybody faces temptation. How many people were tempted to stay home this morning? My little 7-year-old wanted to stay home and play the Wii. During church, I was like, Yeah, sure, I can stay home with you and play the Wii. <laughs> during church. I'll be finding a new job. But it's, it's a temptation. You know, um, you know, we're not always going to face the same temptations that Jesus faced. I'm not going to be in a situation where I could even turn bread or a stone into bread. I'm not going to be at a point where I'm going to jump off a cliff and expect God to take care of me. Um, some temptations are like what Jesus faced, though the devil comes and he tempts you. In the book of Job, if you're familiar with that, uh, God gives uh, Job the opportunity to prove himself that he's going to follow God and trust him. Satan's walking all around. He comes up to God with the angels, and God says, hey, where have you been? He says, oh, I've been going back and forth through the earth. And God says, well, have you considered my servant Job? God's not trying to make Job fail. God's trying to prove Job. And he says, well, yeah, sure, you blessed him with wealth and family and health and everything. Of course, he's going to follow you. And God says, okay, well, you can, you can touch all that stuff, but don't touch Job. And so God set a limit and a boundary on what actually Satan could do to tempt or to discourage Job. And so he does. Job's whole life falls apart <clears throat> except for his own physical body. And then Satan comes back and God says again, have you considered my servant Job? He said, well, yeah, of course he's going to keep trusting you. His whole body is fine. And God says, you can touch his body. You can do all sorts of things, but you can't take his life. And so Satan does that. And he, he afflicts him with all sorts of sores. And his wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? But Job didn't do that. He proved his faithfulness during that time of testing. God knew Jesus was going to prove himself. God knew Job was going to prove himself. That's why he allowed him to do it. Now, we're not all tempted with the same thing. You know, I I'm not tempted to steal. I've never been tempted to kill anybody. But I have this list of things that I have been tempted or sometimes I am tempted. I'm tempted to be prideful. I'm tempted to complain, to put other things before God. I'm tempted to doubt God. I'm tempted to worry to be impatient, to be unloving, to be unmerciful. I'm tempted sometimes to use bad words. I'm tempted to hold a grudge. And I can do all that without the devil's help. Because I know a lot of times we say the devil made me do it, or the devil is tempting me. But James 1, verses 13 and 14 says, uh, no one can say God's tempting them, but we're each tempted when by our, our own evil desires, we're dragged away and enticed. We have enough wrong in us to tempt ourselves without the devil's help. Sometimes he gets far too much credit, but it doesn't matter. We can still fight those temptations. Now, maybe your temptations are different from mine. You now, maybe it's it's gossiping. Maybe it's having a bad attitude. Maybe it's being bitter or holding a grudge like me against somebody who's done something wrong to me in the past. It doesn't even really matter what you're tempted with versus what I'm tempted with because it all equals the same thing it all equals sin if we give into it i I can look and say well leslie boy shame on her for being tempted to x y or z and and compare myself with that but it doesn't matter because god god sees all our, our sins all our temptations they're all the same to him okay so we all know we're tempted okay josh you really didn't tell me anything i didn't know except for now i know you're tempted to use bad words that kind of surprises you i know uh, but we don't have to face this temptation by ourselves. And we're, the first thing I, we should do is look and see, okay, what did Jesus do to face temptation? And we find that he, used to, he did the same thing three different times. He uses scripture to face temptation. When he was tempted to eat bread, he says, man, "He says it is written, man does not live by bread alone. When he was tempted to worship the devil, it says, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. When he was tempted to test God to keep his word, to be faithful to his word, he says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. All those he quoted from scripture, he quoted those from memory from the book of Deuteronomy. And if Jesus quoted scripture to face temptation, guess what is the best thing for us to do to, quote, or to, to face temptation? It's to quote scripture. But in order to use scripture to fight temptation, you got to know scripture. The, the scripture reading, uh, Psalms 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And there's a lot of temptations. You know right in the middle of this that I'm not supposed to be here. You don't have to think, what does God's word say about this? But there's going to be times where I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. But God can speak into your mind and say, this is how you handle this temptation. And we're going to look at one verse that I think is very helpful for me uh, in fighting temptation is 1 Corinthians 10.13. It says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up and stand up under it. So whenever you face temptation, we can think, man, that's tough. I, I don't know how I can deal with this, this pressure, this desire to do something, to say something, to, to respond in such a way because of what someone's doing to me but you're not the only one. Somebody has already faced this temptation in the past. Somebody's facing it right now or somebody's going to face it in the future. It's common. You might feel like bad. I I feel bad that I, I struggle with lusting. I feel bad that I struggle with bitterness, but you're not the only person. Mankind as a whole has struggled with every possible temptation that we can think of. And he's not going to let you be, on, be tempted beyond what you can bear. We feel like our breaking point is like, okay, five minutes into the temptation, I can't handle it. But God says, I know, Josh, I know what you can handle. And I, I already know that I'm not going to let you, it go beyond what you can handle. So guess whose fault is it when I sin? It's mine. God says, that, that boundary is way over here. Josh, you stop right here. You, you got to keep fighting this temptation. It won't, I won't let it be too much for you. So when I, when I give into it, it's my fault alone. It's nobody else's fault but mine if I give into temptation. So the first thing is use scripture to fight temptation. The second is to pray and ask God for help when you face temptation. Uh, Hebrews 2.18 says, Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, Jesus was suffered, he is able to help those who are being tempted. We, we think of Jesus as when he's... On this earth, he's perfect. How could he be tempted? I mean, what down here could he possibly want? But he went through the same emotions, the same desires of what we feel, the same urges in our body that scream, Do this, or take this, or say this. But God wants you to succeed. And he says, I went through it. I can help you. Hebrews 4 uh, 15 says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. But we have one who is tempted in every way as we are, yet was without sin. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind is, yeah, right. God was never tempted to speed because they didn't have cars back then. God was never tempted to cheat on his wife because he wasn't married. How can you say that God's been tempted like as we are? But God, it doesn't mean he experienced every little experience. He couldn't experience being unmarried and being married. I mean, but he understands how the body feels when we want to commit a sin. He says, I'm here to help you. All you got to do is ask. That's the problem. We don't want to ask. It's temptation for a reason. And it says over, one of the versions makes it sound like over and over again, he was tempted. He was tempted for 40 days or after 40 days. 40 days is a long time. I don't, it doesn't say that Jesus knew, hey, after 40 days, you make it 40 days and you're okay. Usually when you're tempted, it's like, I'm going through this and it feels like an eternity. It's been an hour. It's been a day. It's been two days. And I don't know how long this temptation is going to last. Go to God over and over again to face that temptation. Use scripture. Pray and ask God for help. Something I, I came across through a different passage was even just ask God to help you Not to be tempted in the first place. Before you get out of bed, say, God, I don't even know what's coming today. I don't know if I'm going to be be tempted to respond to somebody or or to cheat on my test at school. I don't know what's coming, God, but I'm not feeling very strong or I just want some extra help. Please just don't let me be tempted today. Like I said, God doesn't tempt us, but he can allow it. He knows if Satan's knocking on our door saying, hey, I want to tempt Josh. Or if he knows what's going to be down my path. That, uh, there was, I was looking for temptation illustrations. And there was this guy who was at the mall. And some, some gal walked by. They caught his eye. And his wife, before even looking up, said, was that worth all the trouble that you're in? <laughs> and it's like, God knows when you go to the mall what's going to be there. He knows when you get to school what's going to be there. So says, hey, God, help me before I even face my day not to be tempted. The next one, uh, Matthew 18 verses uh, 8 and 9, it says, If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Now I've heard of this. I've heard of guys who struggled with pornography and they struggled with Seeing things that they shouldn't do. And so they poked out their eye because they thought, man, it is better just to not be able to see than to face the temptation. Now, I'm, not, I'm thinking that's a little extreme. I'm not, that's not what he's talking about here. He's saying, if something causes you to sin, get rid of it in your life. You guys remember the movie Fireproof? That was, like, that was a, probably a tough thing for him to do. He took out his computer his name was Caleb because the neighbor kept saying that because he kept watching him do these crazy things. He set out his, his, his uh, computer and he's beating a, everything out of it with a baseball bat because he's like, I can't control, I can't handle that temptation. So I'm just going to get rid of it. And that's really hard to do getting rid of my computer or my TV. What? There's so much other things that I enjoy. But if it's causing you to sin, get rid of it. It might be a relationship that isn't healthy. I know, I mean, I've seen and I've heard stories over and over where, okay, we're just boyfriend and girlfriend. Then it turns into this and it turns into all of a sudden they're up here telling everybody I'm expecting a baby and I'm not even married to this guy. Maybe it's a a relationship that you just got to back off on and say, um, I can't handle this temptation. I can't handle this pressure. I got to cut it off or I got to put boundaries in so we don't go too far. It may be a job that's it's compromising, it's causing you to compromise your standards. The, the boss comes in and says, I want you to change these sheets I want, or these, these answers or these, the, the, the sales report for this month. And it's like too much of a temptation. I can't fight it. I, I give into it. It might be, hey, I'm going to quit doing this job. What's the world going to say about that? That's nuts. That's a good job. That's a new TV. It's a big flat screen TV and everything looks real to life. You're going to get rid of that? How are you going to watch the Super Bowl? How are you going to watch the World Series? I mean, how are you going to watch whatever it is that you like to watch if you get rid of it? And that's, that's painful. I, it's not easy to get rid of things like that. It's painful, but it's better. If you really want to fight temptation, that's a, a good way to do it. Uh, this next one is getting an accountability partner. Uh-uh. No way, I'm not telling anybody anything that I struggle with. I don't like the idea either. You know, there's a guy back in Davenport that I respected that said he, was trying, he struggled with certain things, and he's trying to get the guys around and say, hey, let's hold each other accountable, and that went over like a rock and a lead balloon. I mean, people don't want to do that kind of thing, but this guy was serious. He's like, I'm struggling with this. I don't want to do this. Help me. Find somebody that you trust that can help you, and somehow it's easier Knowing God's watching me, whatever I'm doing, it's real easy to say, somehow God doesn't see this. You know, somehow he's not seeing this. But if I got to go tell Steve I'm struggling with something, all of a sudden, I'm not doing it anymore. Because it is a lot harder to tell somebody face to face what I'm struggling with. So if you want to fight temptation, that's a really good way to do it. This next idea comes from Second 2 Timothy 2.22. It says, flee the desires of youth. Now, I know the first thing that comes to mind is it's got to be some kind of sexual desire and some kind of passion, but any kind of desire of your youth that, and it could be like your 80 years old youth. I mean, I've heard on the the radio of an illustration of a, of a guy says, I'm 80 years old, but I know what those youthful desires are that I'm not supposed to do. I got to flee those just like that 17 year old does. or just like that 28 year old does at 80, 90, I still got to flee those things. And it says pursue righteousness faith love and peace along with others out of a pure heart you don't have to stay and prove to yourself that hey i can't overcome this temptation you don't have to uh, build up resistance to it my wife is trying to get me used to hot stuff and it's like i eat a little bit more and a little bit more my head sweats more and more but she's building up an immunity to it you don't have to do that with temptation you can just say the best defense is just run The world doesn't have to understand it. The world doesn't have to like it. The the world's going to say, you're a wimp, Josh. God's going to say, you're courageous. That's the right thing to do is to just flee that temptation and pursue something else. You know, if you, you're, I'm going to bring up the example of like a chocolate cake and I'm hungry and I know I'm not supposed to eat it. Well, if you just sit there and think about it and your your stomach is still hungry, I mean, you still got to eat something. You're going to eventually, most likely, get back to that cake. But if you pursue, "Hey, I'm going out for a walk. I'm going to eat a carrot. I'm going to fill up on something else," it's going to it's going to help better. You know, if I'm if I'm this this show is causing me to sin, so I just sit in the room with the TV. Boy, I, I, my my mind's going to be there. I got to go somewhere else to fight this temptation. So we 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 all face temptation. We all know a number of ways in order to fight temptation. And with God's help, you can beat your temptation. In verse 13, it says, When the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus outlasted the devil. Maybe it was 40 days of outlasting. The devil finally says, okay, this time it didn't work, but I'm coming back. I'm going to come back, Jesus, and I'm going to see if I can get, catch you off guard next time. We already know we can't be tempted beyond what we can bear, but we always got to be paying attention to where the temptation is. I know at, at, at certain places with certain people, I'm going to say certain conversations. I know on certain, at certain times of the night there's going to be certain shows. I know uh, <laughs> I, you just know you know yourself better than anybody else knows you. I can't look at you and say you struggle with this and you struggle with that and here's how to combat it unless I know. But we know we can still win, and God wants you to win. He does not want you to fail. He's He's provided ways out. In James four seven, it says, "Submit yourselves, and then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If that temptation is from the devil, do what Jesus did: resist it. Say no, say no, say no. And you don't know how long it's going to last, but keep fighting that temptation. Do not let it overcome. And the the temptation is going to come at an inopportune time. The devil's looking for just the right point. So don't ever get lulled into thinking, Hey, I've overcome this. You know, I've overcome, uh, the desire to, to gossip with these people. So I'm going to go hang out and just kind of see what it's like. I know there's a gal who, who quit smoking and she was proud of the fact that she quit smoking and she went a number of years without smoking. And then one day she decided, well, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to see if I can smoke one cigarette and see if I can stop. Well, guess what? She's been hooked on it for at least the last five years. She was just right back into it because she was flirting with temptation. I think I can handle this, so I'm going to try it. And now she's just right back into it. And that's exactly the same thing that's going to happen with every temptation we face. If we give into it, we stop for a long time, we say, well, I'm just going to kind of go back in the same neighborhoods and kind of explore the same kinds of things. Not, I'm not really seriously looking for this but you know it's there. You're going to get hooked again, and it's going to be the same fight, and temptations are going to come over and over again. Now, I stand up here saying, I have not defeated every temptation that I have faced. I'm not perfect either, and I know it's going to be, it's a battle for me every day to face a temptation, and I know it's a battle for you to face every temptation, and while we're still here on earth, We're going to be struggling with that. And I know I got up here and I didn't say probably anything anybody didn't already know. You guys already know you face temptations. You guys have heard probably more ways to defeat temptation than I shared. These are just reminders of things that you've already heard. And you might even have already defeated temptations. Yeah, Josh, I did not want to come to church today, but guess what? I'm here. I beat that temptation. But the thing is, when the next temptation comes, what are you going to do? How long are you going to fight that temptation? It might be for five minutes. It might be for five weeks. It might be the rest of your life fighting a temptation. Are you willing to do that? I'm going to pray and ask God to help me face temptation. And I'm going to ask God to help you fight temptation. I hope you have the, the, the drive and the courage and the determination not to give into it. And if you don't, ask God for it because he does not want you to give in to temptation. And he'll help you with the way out of it. Let's pray. Dear God, I'm only human. I remember that song, that line from uh, one of the songs from Fred's Picture, uh, Funeral uh, for the music. I'm only human. I'm kind of doing the best that I can, God. And I know you love me, God, and you, you, you have a, the desire for me to overcome every temptation. And you know, God, what I struggle with. And you know what everybody else in here struggles with. And you know what's going to come tonight, and what's going to come tomorrow at work, and what's going to come three weeks from now we're going to struggle with. And I just pray, God, that you would help us not to feel the strength of that temptation. I pray that we'd be able to say no without even thinking twice, that we wouldn't, it wouldn't roll around in our minds of, well, how could, I, how could I get away with that or how could I get away with that? I just pray that you'd help us to fight our temptations. And if there's anything that's too strong, I just pray that you'd bring verses to mind to help us to remember that, God, we, it's not too strong, that with your help we can overcome every temptation that we face. I just pray for your help for everybody, including myself, in here to fight temptations and to turn to you when we do. In Jesus' name, amen.